show is brought to you by MillenniLink, where talent and digital transformations intersect. Hey, Brett. Hey, Jess. What's going on? Just one of those gloomy days in NYC today, pouring rain. It's really cold. I feel like the winter chill coming in. And I'm so sleepy. I slept nine hours last night and I'm ready for bed. And it's only what, like 530 right now? (laughs) Well, you had your big trip. So let's talk about it. I I loved your Instagram story, play by play show. It looks so glamorous. Trader Joe delivered on the looks as per usual. (laughs) Um, Loved the montage, but I got the same vibes from when I was in Bermuda at the Rosewood Hotel chain. They like chase you around with COVID tests like me. I felt like you had to take so many COVID tests on the property. Yeah, so we had to all take tests prior to flying mm-hmm. and show that we were negative. And then upon check-in before we got into our rooms or anything else, they had us take a test. So it wasn't through the hotel. It was through the wedding. So they hired it just for our guests. It's like the most it looks, safe so, I way. Mean, come on, they had the wedding at the montage. Like Justin Bieber got married at the montage. Like, But you guys were like in a house. Like Trader Joe <laughs> balled out for you, I saw. Did you have your own yes. private cabin? So yeah, we got, so there was inns that like were normal rooms, but he was like very determined to stay in a cottage. So we stayed in a cottage, um, but it worked out well because obviously it was more expensive. But when we arrived, they screwed up our room reservation. So we ended up paying the inn rate, like the normal, like cheapest rate for the The whole time. Oh, I love. Which was insane. I love (laughs) a deal like that. Okay, what I really want to know is how did he intro you? Because you're not at the like, he's my boyfriend, she's my girlfriend. Uh. So like. Yeah, that must have been awkward, right? Well, so I was so I was crying like nonstop um, Thursday before we left. I don't know why I was so emotional. Like one of my roommates was like, "How are you doing? Are you excited? Like, don't be upset that you're not his girlfriend." And they start like bawling. She's like, "Oh my god! Like, are you okay? Like, I swear this is not a big deal." And I just could not stop crying. I disagree so though. I, called- I said it is a big deal. You should be his girlfriend. That's what yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. Yes, I agree. But it's that hard part where it's like, okay, it's been. Now now a few months like it's now ready to be that time mm-hmm. the things are going really well actions speak louder than words I get that um but I'm also like want it so bad and I'm very used to getting what I want when I want it and this is something that I'm not getting when I want so what happened so I texted Trader Joe during the day on Thursday I was like I'm feeling very anxious can I call you later I can't stop crying just like, what every guy loves to hear at work <laughs> before a weekend vacation and he's like should I step out of the office are you okay Blah, blah, blah. So I ended up going over. Um, like every one of my friends were like, please just enjoy the weekend. Like, stop being psycho. Like, enjoy the process. Just have fun. I was like, I can't have fun. But what did you tell him on the phone? Because that's like pretty out there, right? To call him up at work, bawling, being like, Am I your girlfriend? That's like a big <laughs> you know, usually honestly, a no-no, you know, I'd say. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, don't be annoying, just like be cool. But I'm like, fuck that. Like, I'm I'm an emotional girl. I have my needs. I have my wants and I'm going to communicate them because if I don't, knowing me, like I'll find like a little thing right. that well, I can so like So what happened on the up. call? So I didn't. I ended up just going over and he was just like, I'm going to take care of you. Like everything's going to be great this weekend. I decided like not to go into it of like how I was feeling because like, let me just see how he handles things this weekend. Like I shouldn't have to tell him everything I want. Just like, let's see how this weekend goes. Um, And he was great. Like all the main people that he introduced me to already knew how we met, like already knew so much about me. So what did he do the typical like, this is Mark, meet Brittany? Or was it like, hey guys, this is my girlfriend. 
No, no, we didn't say girlfriend, okay? Oh, I'm working shoot. on that still. Okay. I know, I know, I know. It was actually fine because they're like, oh, like I want to introduce you to Brittany. And they're like, oh, I've heard so much about you. Blah, Wait, blah. I get it though. I get, I get why that would be a piss off. Because it's like, say you're in the in the bathroom with a couple girls from the wedding and they're like, oh, who are you here with? And you're like, my friend? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that awkward yeah. thing where you I've been just like, been like, my boyfriend right that's what I mean but then it's like well, I, I get it, it was all fine because I already knew most of the people like our one group like we already knew each other there was one awkward time when we were waiting for our COVID test the second day um we were talking to this couple who owned like one of my favorite restaurants in the city Ooh, what is and it? so coat New York, the Korean barbecue spot. Nice. And so, like, one of the girls is like, oh, yeah, like, you know, they're like, how do you know the bride and groom? And one of my friends were like, oh, our husbands are really good friends with the brother of the bride. And so I just left that. Like, I wasn't going to be like, oh, oh, let me just interrupt and let you know, like, I'm not a wife. Um, So I just let it go. And then five minutes in, my friend Edelyn's like, oh, wait, wait, actually, she's just a date. Oh, she looked good. I saw her outfit. (laughs) She looked gorgeous. She looked nice. I was like, Edelyn. And they're like, and then the husband's like, oh, so you're a random as well. I'm like, Oh. yes thanks and he's like yeah. we can hang out so well, then look, that was kind of yeah. annoying but you got the two um, hurdles coming up you've got thanksgiving you got christmas are you inviting him yes. to either holiday with your family Wait, funny enough actually so my little brother he needs to talk to a trader so i was like oh you should totally talk to trader joe mm-hmm. so trader joe and my brother have a call tomorrow together to like oh, talk about ryan's sweet. project yeah that's and so i was like helpful. ryan slip in thanksgiving like tell him to come <laughs> visit <laughs> so now i'm utilizing my resources you know <laughs> Have you guys heard how Black Friday is changing this year? If you're a brick and mortar company that depends on an end of year boost from Black Friday in holiday season sales, forecasts for 2020 are bleak. With COVID regulations expected to remain in place well into 2021, companies that depend on foot traffic are scrambling for e-commerce and mobile commerce solutions, as well as payment solutions that are consumer friendly. Creating, implementing, and maintaining a digital commerce solution for your business can be expensive and challenging, especially when you're trying to hire the right people for the job. But don't worry, Cake for Breakfast has got you covered. Our sponsor, Millennialink, is an all-star recruiter out of Canada. As American-based companies in the work-from-home era, we can use the service to hire tech and IT professionals while paying 69 cents on the dollar for top talent. Canada is a global leader in attracting tech and IT talent, with Toronto especially ranking up there with quality standards consistent with Seattle and New York. Good tech talent can be hard to find, so why not tap into some new pools of talent, especially if you have noticed a shortage in your market due to high-skilled immigrant H-1B visas being restricted. Hiring from Canada offers you a large pool of experienced professionals who have been educated, trained, and are accustomed to regularly working in the U.S., now, here is the deal. Now through Christmas, Millennialink is offering 25% off all their tech and IT hiring fees. If you're listening to our podcast and you know you want a free tech assessment for your business to make sure your business is able to operate in the digital economy, then just give these guys a shout. They can be reached at 1-647-643-6100 or contact them at www. Millennialink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K dot com slash contact dash us. You will find all this information in our show's bio. After traveling this weekend, I have a major travel bug. And so I'm trying to see where to take a trip next. So I was 
on the internet trying to figure out where we can actually and legally travel to right mm-hmm. now. And Travel and Leisure had this great compiled list of the top international spots Americans can currently travel to outside the U.S. Um, so if you could, I mean, you went to Bermuda more so for your passport renewal. Yeah. If you had to choose one place like outside of the U.S., where would it be? Well, honestly, like I should be more of a traveler. I'm not a huge like international traveler. I really, really want to ski. um, I really want to ski this winter. That's like the one thing that I'm most excited about. So I'm hoping that like, you know, I can go to Utah or go to Colorado and like try out some new mountains there. Like that for me is what I'm most excited about right now. Fair. Okay. Well, there you'll be able to go there. I can't even go to Canada. Who knows? Like you might be like, you know, Canada. I forget you're an international person. So this is to you, like traveling to the U.S. I can't even travel to my home country. It's like two week quarantine in a basement. Like is what you have to do. And I just wait. So will you be able to see your family over the holidays? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna like rough it out. Like I know some other people going back, so I'm just going to go for two, do the two weeks, like rough it out, then go skiing. Hopefully in Whistler right after. Wow. Because if they find you, isn't there a huge, huge fine? $750,000 $750,000 fine at the Holy most at the shit. high end plus six months in jail. So it's not wow. light by any means, but oh my God. yeah. So hopefully they'll at least like bring down the restrictions or something. I mean, look, I, I went to like, we were talking about Bermuda already. So I, I've experienced international travel in, uh, in COVID and it's lengthy. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of stresses. Like I didn't have a form done. So I had to call a consulate. Like there's a bunch of steps. But once you know the process, like you can kind of, you can pretty well do it. Wow. Well, the list includes, in case you do change your mind, um, includes the Caribbean, so the Antigua, Bahamas, Barbados, and you have Bermuda, Aruba, even Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Um, And then there's other places. So, I mean, all the places on this list, like those are the ones that you can like truly go. Mm -hmm. And some of them you have to show a COVID test from within 72 hours of your flight. But then there's also places like Cambodia where it requires travelers to pay a $2,000 deposit upon arrival to the airport, show a negative COVID test, a medical certificate with your negative test, a purchase of a local health insurance package. So technically you can go, but there is a ton of steps. Yeah, I had to do all that for Bermuda. I had to show, and it's very formal. They're very strict about it. It was like, here's my papers for my local travel insurance, which is really strict. So people just remember that one. You have to buy it. I guess it's maybe to promote their own business. I don't know. Um, Your COVID test has to be like within three days. And then you have to pay for this uh, government form, which is usually like around $100. But look, like, who is that desperate enough to travel? Like, I get if you're family in Cambodia, but, like, anyone who's, like, I have to go on this glamorous trip to Cambodia, like, to get away for the holidays, it's just, I don't know. It's, like, would you want, what if something happens to you? Like, Bermuda, you're, like, a three-hour plane ride off the coast of New York. Cambodia, like, you could really, like, run up medical bills if something happened to you there. I don't know. It just feels scary to do big travel like that. The island trips, there's a lot of these, um island resorts that are offering like come quarantine here there was that i've seen that grand cayman islands with um army hammer's ex-wife elizabeth chambers like she's out there she's getting divorced from her husband and she's quarantining with her two kids and they live on the resort everyone gets tested every week no one has to wear masks like but they're all in it together and so they want to live like a normal life with their kids like i know places that are doing that but i can see that point like even like this weekend when we had to do zillion rounds of tests like once you were there like even though we did wear masks and face shields you just felt so much more comfortable being around people than i currently do in new york were people wearing masks even at the dinner like i saw the dinner table was tight were people wearing masks at the dinner so 
Some were, some weren't. It just depends. Like they actually had different wristbands for each of the events. So it was color coded. So based on your comfort level with COVID, you wore a wristband so people knew to stay away from you or if you were okay with it. Oh, that's and a so cool they did idea. all the like table arrangements based on your comfort level. I saw yours was red. Was that like kiss me, come close? I'm cool <laughs> kiss me, come close. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so other countries include Colombia, Costa Rica, and one that my friend just went to is Croatia. So she's a citizen there. So I thought she oh, just that's went probably why she, she could. Got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's no, no. But they you can um, as long as you have a negative COVID test, you're able to um, go wherever you want without having to quarantine at all. You just need to have a proof of a reservation for a hotel or some other accommodation. Here's the thing, Brett. We're this is like a day by day thing. Like when I got back from Bermuda the next day, like. 43 of the states coming into New York City had to quarantine for two weeks. Like, it's just anything could happen. And like with cases spiking, people who are like, you know how there's those people that are like, oh, I'm dying to travel. It's either like a flex, like, oh, I'm so rich and traveling right now. Or it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know about that. Because for me, like I like before going even away right to South Carolina, like I was super anxious, emotional all the time. Like I've been very on edge. I can't focus on work. Like I have had coaching calls because I can't like get my shit together recently. And then I came back and today, like I was able to get so much done. I just feel like there's so much less anxiety. Like I just feel like a much better person person like version of myself like I think that the pandemic yes like you want to be safe but it's really affecting people's mental health like I was like not okay before going away and once I just went away for literally two days I feel like a completely different person so although it's like yeah fun to like travel and say you traveled I do think that like for certain people when travel is literally like one of their biggest loves in life makes sense it's just like a matter of like what's your comfort level with travel and covid um but i do think that people who need it um and it's ingrained in part of like what they absolutely love should go do it because i'm going to over the holidays for sure now for a quick interruption i just want to ask something out of you guys if you were listening to the show today and have not subscribed would you mind just taking a couple seconds to do so it's super simple i'm going to walk you through it really quick All you have to do is pick up your phone that you're listening to the show on, go to the main screen. You should see a purple icon. It almost looks like a satellite dish and it says podcast below it. Once you open that up in the search icon, type in cake for breakfast. The show will come up and just hit the subscribe button. It's free for you and very meaningful for me. It supports my business. And honestly, Oprah asks her listeners to do the same thing. So... I don't feel weird about it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and thank you even more for supporting the show today. All right, Emily Ratajkowski, aka M. Rada, is pregnant with her first child with husband, Sebastian Bear McLaird. First of all, Bear is a power hyphenated name. Love it. Uh, So (laughs) Emrata, for anyone who doesn't know, is a mega model, mega movie star and influencer. She boasts 29 million followers on Instagram. 
Um, she starred in a number of movies. Like, remember Gone Girl? She was Affleck's side piece in that movie. Yes, I remember her, like, on the train at one point. I, like, literally there. remember seeing that movie and, like, Ben Affleck's, like, the writer, director, producer. And, like, his first scene, he sits and, like, motorboats her tits for, like, two minutes straight on screen. It's like, okay, buddy, like, we know why you cast Imrata <laughs> in this show. Um, but, of course, her breakthrough modeling job was the video for Blurred Lines with Robin Thicke. Yeah, how does that go? Uh, yeah, don't ask me to sing it. I have no idea. <laughs> I wonder if she like had a big because as a model, like your bo- your body and face is everything. So I wonder if this was a big big deal for her to decide to finally get pregnant. Well, she's twenty nine, so maybe she. Was just, I don't know. She just has like one of those seemingly perfect lives. Her husband Sebastian, freaking gorgeous. I sat Ooh. across from these two at Cipriani's one night in Soho, and like. They just are like that couple you look at and you're like, they're so beautiful that they just look like movie stars in a room. And Minus his missing eyebrows. He's cute. Yeah, he's got light eyebrows. He's very, he's a little bit like of a bigger guy, but very cute in person. She is, she just like looks like, you know, she's the best looks ever. Very jealous of her looks. Yeah, so Emirata, um, which they call her, that's her Instagram name for those who don't know. I don't know anyone who doesn't follow her though, right? Emirata is just such a huge force on social. So she married Sebastian a couple of years ago. He's a wealthy artist, movie producer type. I think he was involved in Uncut Gems actually. Apparently he's worth 12 mil, 32 years old. Um, so he's got a lot of cash, this guy, but he had some scandal around him a while back. He was taking advantage of this thing called a loft law in New York City. Basically, it is a law which is designed to provide affordable housing for like the starving artist. So they can't be evicted uh, while the loft law application is under review. So this law protects such tenants from unlawful eviction or massive rent increases. Anyway, he apparently didn't pay rent for like two years while he was waiting for this thing to process. And he's now being sued by the tenants for 160K. His rent was 4,200 a month. Feels wow. a little greasy to me. I, I, I remember when that story came out and I was kind of like, dude, you, you're, you guys are like rich and beautiful and perfect. Like sometimes it's just like people like that that are fighting for something. Like he's fighting so his rent doesn't increase at 4,200 and you're apparently worth 12 mil. Like give me a break. Wow. I would she, never want to be a landlord right now, especially now in the city because you, I don't think you can evict anyone, whether it's the loft law or just a residential building. Oh, interesting. You, everyone yeah. just has to stay put. Yeah. Oh, I remember that Hampton story. There was this guy that like went there in February casually, this like artist type, and he was paying like, you know, February prices in the Hamptons. <laughs> then, then the pandemic hit and the landlords were like, okay, okay, like time to get out. He's like, what? Like $400 in July for Southampton? Like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Wait, so he just squat, like he just sat squatted there and they couldn't kick him squatted. off because that law you're talking about. <gasps> but he was See, paying like bad. February prices in the Hamptons, which is pennies in the dollar, right? Compared to July, but he just wouldn't leave because of that law was protecting him. That's horrible. So that this is also another example how people like that. Well, this just- guy's just kind of a jerk, I think. I mean, I don't know, like who knows what the rule is. But if you're like, if you if you have 12 mil, that's your net worth and you're like fighting such a little law, like, I don't know, something about it just isn't too appealing to me. But I do like she came at the papers when they were coming at him and she's like, leave him the F alone. Like, we're allowed to do whatever we want. We're artists. Like, that's if, true. We, if we can apply for this law and we get it, like get off our backs. And she was like suing the guy on Twitter. Like she stands so hard for her man. Like, but that's just like reminds me of the PPP, which is the payroll protection program, where it was like the whole intent was like, hey, apply if your businesses are suffering during the pandemic and we'll give you money. And what happened was you had um, like Chris Ruth Steakhouse, you had Sweetgreen, you had Shake Shack. They all applied for it. And like they technically didn't even 
qualify, but they got millions and millions of dollars from it. Got so I think it, it just, yeah. you always have people who are trying to take advantage where it's like, technically, I guess they can get it, but is it the really what it's meant for? Absolutely not. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just sort of being kind of a bad citizen almost. So they've just headed out west. Like they were in the Hamptons all summer biking around. She did not look pregnant there. She looks very pregnant on this Vogue cover though. But they bought a $2 million home in um, the Echo Park neighborhood of LA. It's funny. I picture Amrata because she's so major as like a $10 million woman. Like (laughs) I'm just surprised. Like her rent, 4,200, her home is 2 mil. Like I have friends that are buying in that, like normal people, like buying in that range. Like 4,200 is pretty average rent for a couple in New York City. It's just surprising that like Emrata, who's the star of huge movies. It, you I don't know. know your normal friends, but they seem pretty well off to me. 4200 is really medium nice. rent for a couple, I would argue. In New York City, in the major yes. cities for sure. Yes. For sure. Her, her announcement came out last night. It hit the Vogue cover. So Vogue is doing online covers now. It was very cool, but I just didn't know they were doing these online covers. Does that mean that they're not printing issues anymore? Not certain, um, but I think it was. It looked very like Vogue November issue, and it was like such an Emirata headline, like "Why I Don't Want to Know the Gender of My Child," like just so dramatic and true Emirata fashion. So she has a cool background. Her parents had her when they were thirty nine, forty five, unmarried artist types they both had their phds they were teachers i think one of them had a phd one of them didn't she's an american but was born in london she's very cool she's very artsy hippie-ish kind of girl obviously that's a product of her upbringing also vogue like is anna Wintour getting canceled have you seen all this stuff coming out about it oh about the racist culture and like just i feel like they've always struggled with having really really tough controversial yeah anna Wintour is like kind of beloved but honestly she's so mean and she's 70 it's kind of like, I guess I shouldn't be putting that down. A woman at 70 is pretty impressive to be running. Yeah, that's you know? really impressive. And at the same time, like, even though, I don't know how I feel. Like, I think it's important. Like, for me, I think we talked about this in another episode. It's like, I want people, like, good people to succeed. And the people who have, like, are nice to other people. But, I mean, then they always say, like, people are successful despite being nice. She's one of those people where she's incredibly talented. Like no one has been able to achieve what she has in fashion and who knows if they ever will. Um, And so at that point, like I do think that her leadership team should come in and definitely change the culture and figure out how they can have a better work environment. But I think the whole parent company in general has a lot of issues going on. Yeah. If anyone has any inside scoop on Anna Wintour or like, do they even know if there's like a successor coming up behind her? Anyways, I would love to know. So please DM me on any of my Instagrams. Jess, I know you love going to the blowout salon to get your hair done. So do I. I love it. Through Butini. But today I'm going to talk to you about Brazilian blowout because the FDA is being called out for silencing their investigation to b- ban Brazilian blowouts from hair salons. Okay, I don't quite understand the Brazilian blowouts. I thought my sister got one of these in high school, but it turns out it was keratin treatment. But then her and I were talking about it, and Brazilian blowouts are illegal in Canada, but they're legal in the US. Why is that? So a Brazilian blowout is essentially a process where they use chemicals to straighten out a hair for like smooth, silky, straight hair. Right. And it's so effective. Super effective. Like if you get a keratin treatment and similar chemicals to a Brazilian blowout, some say like it's basically like a Brazilian blowout can be a little bit more customizable. And I think it's more of like a brand, like you're getting a Brazilian blowout when ultimately it's the same 
kind of um, process. But are these even in anymore? I mean, they've actually become very normalized where a lot of people get them and you just have no idea. According to New York Times, there's been email correspondence between FDA scientists and agency leaders showing that blowout health concerns were flagged as, as early as 2014. Ooh, and then nothing has been done. And so the issue with these these Brazilian blowouts is that they use formaldehyde in the formula, oh, which is a gross. human carcinogen. Like if you think of like... Um, That's when you die, you put formaldehyde on the person, right? Yeah, it stops the process. And I don't actually know if that's true. Um, yeah, that is. That's what you put on like dead bodies, formaldehyde. Ew, really? Yeah. Okay, well, anyways, yeah. So according to the Agency for Research on Cancer, they say that those who are exposed to formaldehyde have shown Ugh. that they have increased risk of rare nose and throat cancers and meloid leukemia. So if you ever go to a hair salon, like, have you been, do you get your hair colored? No, right? Like, no, I haven't had my hair. hair. I haven't even had highlights. I had highlights put in like 10 years ago. I haven't cut my hair in like two years. I'm not a hair Stop. salon. Stop. Really? I'm, I'm not years? a hair stylist. I'm a hair, excuse me, I'm a blowout girl. Like not a, yeah, wow. I'm not a hair Well, even when color. I get my hair like colored, right? Like I, my, I usually get a headache. My scalp burns. Oh, and it's not gross. a good process. But wait, they but have formaldehyde sitting in hair salons in New York City? Yeah, yeah. You can Google That's it. Like, look at. I mean, it's a keratin treatment. And so, you know, the issue is that like here in the U.S., like we have so many chemicals in our beauty products and our beauty services, like Brazilian blowouts, that we see that they're totally fine to use thanks to like beauty platforms. Like even InStyle yeah. like just came out with an article about Brazilian blowouts and how they're completely safe to do, but they're really oh not. If they're being banned in other countries, like that's a bad sign. And even with yeah. Europe, like they ban like 1,500 or 15,000 ingredients in beauty products where where we accept them all. So are um, we fighting for this? Is cake for breakfast saying F this time to like. Yeah, time. Like it's interesting because once you like for me, whenever I have I'm like, is a bacon, egg and cheese healthy, right? All I need <laughs> is to find one article that tells me I should eat it and I'm going to go eat it. But, you know, like it's the same thing with beauty. If someone's like telling you like, oh, there's a lot of chemicals or if it smells really bad or it makes your scalp burn. All you do is like are Brazilian blowouts safe to do. You just need to find one beauty article that supports what you want it to say and then you're like oh yeah totally fine and you never think twice and I think that's the issue with just media sometimes in general when it comes to beauty because in the U.S. specifically because there's so many different services and products that if it was in any other country wouldn't be allowed but here in the U.S. it is and that's a huge problem because you're putting it on your hair which is like goes into your scalp and into your bloodstream or you're putting it on your skin which is your biggest organ and like I even went to like I went to hair salon in March and got my hair highlighted and it always it smells and I always get a headache like that's been normal but yeah. I end up going back two weeks later to change up like my highlights a little bit and since then I've lost like a third of my hair Ew, so like I don't oh my God. and I have I I swear it's because of the amount of chemicals because I'm like my hair has always been really healthy I've always had thick hair and then all of a sudden like I can't even my scalp is burning from chemicals like I don't think it's good and so imagine doing a Brazilian blowout. why is it called a Brazilian blowout is it because women in Brazil have stunning hair probably it's just like a brand like I, I think- mean when my sister got this done like she was in high school she had like you know when you got like the chi straightener and you had like the perfect straightened hair 
my sister would like come home from hockey and her hair would be like perfection. So it definitely works. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely works. It looks beautiful. But at what cost are you really paying? But even more so, it's maybe not necessarily the client, but it's all think about how many blowouts are being done and in any given day at those salons. Like, those yeah. poor stylists. I can't even imagine. Also, Kourtney Kardashian and her friend Stephanie Shepard, they're making this big push to audit chemicals and beauty products right now, which I thought was interesting. They go to, like, the White House on the Kardashian show, make a big plea at Senate to, like, have beauty products more closely monitored, which I thought was kind of cool. Ooh, and when did, did they get any progress on that? It was very pre-pandemic. It was one of the episodes pre-pandemic, and they, like, you know, she had her big business suit on, Steph Shepard had her business suit on, and they sat with Trump and fought the, uh, Wow, Kardashians are spending a lot of time in the White House lately. Yeah, Kim pretty much endorsed uh, Trump on um, David Letterman's show. Wait, really? In that interview? She just said, look, I owe credit when credit's due and Trump got this done. I mean, that's that coming from Kim Kardashian's mouth. That sounds like an endorsement to me. Wow. All right. Well, let's move on. (laughs) All right. Hedge funds are moving to the southeast. This is not a good thing. Paul Singer of Elliott Management, this $38 billion fund, just announced that he will be moving his firm (gasps) down to West Palm Beach. So Elliott Management, guys, is a very big, sexy hedge fund. I used to work for these guys. Um, I sat in meetings with them. They are so intimidating, so cool, so smart. Like they're, in my opinion, they're the best of the biz. They're up Wait, there. Wait, really? Oh, they're just they're just on it. They're just the guys never heard trading them. the most money because they're so they're undercover. They're cool. Like these guys aren't don't have like Instagram profiles. Like they're <laughs> analysts make a million bucks a year, like at minimum. Like it's a very cool place to be. They're wow. huge economy starters. That fund would spend a tremendous amount on like, I bet they order lunch and dinner for their team every single day. I bet they donate huge amounts of money to the city. I bet they throw fundraisers, buy tables. Like they they are the type of business you want in your economy. And they just have, yeah, there's some of the brightest minds in the industry. So why do they want to move? Because of the stupid taxes in New York City, yeah, which is starting I mean, to kill everybody. Yeah, so you've got already this year, Carl Icahn has moved. David Tepper moved Appaloosa down, but then he moved back to Jersey. Undisclosed whether Appaloosa is still there or not. Um, and these guys are the leaders in this business, right? So wow. in the past few years, yes, I've heard of all these like small book guys being like, I'm moving down to Florida, which makes sense. Florida, you do not have to pay state taxes. In New York City, we pay both state and city taxes. So you're just mm-hmm. like double down slapped on that. Um, and these guys moving down from New York, say you're like a hedge fund of three guys, you're a $150 million fund. It's like, yeah, it probably makes sense. Open up a book in Florida, save the money on the taxes. But Elliot, Icon, Appaloosa, like these monsters, the industry moving down there, huge employers and setting up shop and saying, this is where we're going to be. This is very bad for New York City people. It's and very plus, bad for dating life. Like, so if all these big oh my gosh, guys move yeah. to Florida, what are all the ladies going to do? You meet an Elliot management guy, girls, like you were closing that deal. Like do whatever you can <laughs> to get it done. They know what they're doing. But these guys are all heading down there. We're losing all this business to Florida. New York is the center of commerce in the US, let alone the world. And we're just like letting that go, like walk out the door. Yeah, see you guys later. Like, why aren't we fighting to keep Elliot here and keep them centered in the city? Why? To be honest, as a small, I mean, a small business owner, like I spend so much money on taxes and even just looking at like how much we pay for employee taxes. Like, I don't even know where the money goes. I don't understand. Like, so obviously we pay state taxes, we pay city taxes. And if we were to move to Florida, I would love that. But like, I want to be in New York. I feel like this should always be. But how much longer is New York the center of it all? If we're losing, think of like if Disneyland was like, hey, LA, we're actually going to go down 
to Texas because taxes are less there. Totally makes sense, right? Rather than than yeah. them. I mean, you're even seeing a lot. Like I remember going on to a webinar with all these big VC firms, and they were talking about a lot of the big startups from SF Bay Area. Like they're all moving into, like, say Atlanta or like all these different spots where their predictions were instead of having these big hubs like SF, New York, LA for entertainment. Like things are going to be a lot more dispersed. That they question if there are going to be hubs at all in the next five to ten years. Oh, this is so sad. Isn't that I sad? Because yeah, it's like, that's what makes the city amazing. It's like the type, people move to the city to be the best of the best, right? You don't come yeah. here necessarily to find love. Like you're, you're here to take a chance in your career and like make it big. And if we're having all these big, big companies leave, that's sad. And even whether it's LA, New York, SF, I just hope that once the pandemic settles down, people will realize like, wait, we have to be in the center of the action. And the action is in New York City. Yeah, but guys graduating from Harvard Business School aren't like, oh my God, let me pack my bags, West Palm Beach, here I come. Like, that's just not how it's ever been. And that's what these business, and who do I blame? Do I blame the business owner? Do I blame, we don't talk politics on the show, but do I blame the New York politicians for not like making a bigger effort to keep these ginormous businesses, these these commerce starters? Like, who are we to blame right now? Yeah, I know. We're just mad. We're just mad. And we're mad for all the single girls in New York City trying to find husbands because now, thanks to Elliott Management, there's going to be a lot less bachelors. But Elliott Management, they said that they're going to keep an office here. It's going to be like their office is on 57th Street. You know that swoop building where the uh, there's that salad place below the super fancy building, glass windows. Where? where 57th and like six between six and seventh, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, Gorgeous building. Tiger Global's in there, too. They're saying, oh, we're going to keep like back office there. New York City a is not a back office. office is we're not a back office, office city. We are front office. So yeah, I'm really this one really got to me. All right, now it's time for our brand new segment called The Cake. So just like we give you Woo-hoo! the cake in our stories, we want to know the cake in yours. So we put out a question box on our Instagram, Cake for Breakfast podcast, and we got some really juicy stories from you guys like I want to be a fly on the wall in your lives like you guys have some crazy shit going on all right so first question up one of our listeners said my business partner slept with my ex trying not to care but I do do I bring it up uh yeah I'd be like what the fuck okay let's dissect this so it's a girl she said my business partner slept with my ex so yeah that's really greasy i don't like this and there's so much to this right like what if it's like a growing business what if it's a startup business? i wish i knew that i wish i had a bit more detail on it so the biggest thing is like first it's like how did these two ladies become business partners maybe was it because they went to school together and maybe this ex was a mutual friend like we don't really know the backstories but i do think when you like personally as a business owner like i very much mindful of going into business with someone else because you aren't just meshing your business and professional lives together. Like everything, like just imagine if you started dating Trader Joe after we broke up, like that would just be weird and it wouldn't just affect our personal lives, but it would definitely carry over into the business and our podcast, you know? So I think it's just sticky, 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 sticky. Is he a friend? Like, do you, are you guys roommates? Um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, business situations, you're like two friends living together, very like call her daddy style. And maybe the ex hung up, maybe the boyfriend hung out around the house and then she knew him. Maybe they were, they were out at a bar in New York. Bottom line, no, this is all on your friend for being shady McShaderson. Like this is not okay. The guy, like he's maybe trying to get back at you. Maybe he still likes you. Maybe he's trying to get in the mix. 
He knows how to stir your pot. Like, that's probably what he's doing, if I were to guess. But yeah, he definitely friend, knows how to get under his skin. So, like, F him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you have to realize, like, if he's, like, probably a douchebag, as what it seems like, is knowing that, like, the business is probably much bigger than that guy. So, if there is a way to move forward from it, like, talk it out. And at one point, like, you do see sometimes, like, people do fall in love and they just really couldn't help it. Um, I don't know if that's really the case here, but just keeping in mind. I wouldn't the be business- able to get past it. Like if my if somebody I was going into business with, like who like that's what I said. I want more details. Have you guys been running this for five years? Is it like a two month quarantine startup business? Like if that's it, walk away. Yeah, I agree with that because I do think that it's like you want to be in business with someone that you trust their morals, you trust their ethics, you trust their decisions, right? Yeah, I think this is a very poor judgment decision from the business partner but if the business there's so much private talk it's like it's like being in a business is a friendship like i have so much private talk with you that i wouldn't want expo i would want the level of trust there that me and you have that between us you know and if you're running off like banging my ex like who might hurt me might not like who knows what the situation is there it's just so not questioning like if you have like the best interest for me or is your loyalty now with my ex Oh, God. And so yeah. if I were you, I would just be straight up like the more that you draw it out, the bigger it's going to become. Like sit down and be like, listen, like, let's talk about this. Like and figure out like why did it happen? Like, does she really like him or was it like a drunken one night stand and like that sign? If it is something that was a mistake. Obviously, it's going to hurt for a bit, but try to move on. Like if your business is really booming, don't let this one silly thing, this silly boy be the reason why your business falls apart. You're better and than if your him, business you're better is a than startup that. and it's at the early stages, I would threaten this girl and be like, yo, I'm out of here and just make her <laughs> feel it and make her feel scared. <laughs> All right. Our play of the day today is a movie I just loved, Kajillionaire. So it's by Miranda July, who's a big indie director, producer, writer, very cool, very uh, feminist type, just interesting woman. Um, and... Evan Rachel Wood is a star of this show. I loved it. It's very artsy, very, uh, it's about these, her parents are con artists and they constantly go around trying to skim people. Evan Rachel Wood is like sort of a part of their scam. So they're like going in the mail room, stealing mail from other people, like just doing like really cheap ways. They're like buying stuff, returning it, you know, like trying to pretend they had something at a store and then going to the cashier and returning it, which you could totally do at like one of these department stores, by the way, as we saw from Ocean's 8. Um, what did you think, Brett? Honestly, I'm surprised that you liked it so much. It was very artsy, like super weird. Like, I don't think I could really, I oh, tried getting Oscar through it. Movie. I didn't even, I watched it for maybe like 10, 15 minutes and then I just stopped. Brett, I didn't know the opinion. I'm sorry. We might not have made this the play of the day. It's very <laughs> yeah, like it's under- interesting. It's polarizing. Yeah. It's like either you love indie movies or you don't. Like I also, like I just feel like it's interesting and maybe like reading about it was very intriguing, but like I just couldn't get into it. The poster work, the art for it was beautiful. I thought, I thought that was like what captured me right away. I was like, oh, cool. The pink foam and stuff. Yeah. So what happens is they live in this building, as you know, Brett, they live in this building where like the foam comes through the wall every day. That's why they only have to pay like $400 a a month for rent or something like that. And it's just the whole movie is very aesthetically pleasing. Like they're poor and it's like sort of a tra- they're walking around trashier areas of L.A. <laughs> but it like, I don't know, it's a little bit uncut gems. It's a little bit like that. Oh, my God, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? It's it's fun. I enjoyed it. I think they're definitely going to be a contender for the Oscars this year. Wow. All right. Well, stay tuned. Let us know if you watch it and if you agree with me or if you agree with Jess. <laughs> 
Love it. And guys, can we make one push? If you are listening to the show and you can send it to some friends, we're always working to get the show out there and get more people listening to it because we just love to do it. Yeah. And so even if you go on our Instagram or like the days that we drop an episode, well, Jess and I put it in our Instagram stories. We have in the stories on the Cake for Breakfast podcast. Super easy to just reshare one of those stories. So like without you being annoying to your friends, you can just be like, love this podcast. Definitely subscribe. And that would be awesome. And we would appreciate it so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing everybody on Thursday. Yes, can't wait. If you love what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe. Guys, we are really trying to get our review numbers up because our download numbers are going up. So we want the reviews to reflect that. It takes literally two minutes. Hit the purple podcast icon button on your phone. It's an app. And just put in a review. You can say, great work, guys. Love the show. Brittany, you're hilarious. Jess, I love you. Whatever you want, just throw us a review. We'll be ever so happy. You can add us on Instagram at girlonthestreet underscore or at Brittany.lo. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dot L-O or at Cake for Breakfast Podcast. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to tune in Tuesdays and Thursdays for Cake for Breakfast. And once again, we love our sponsor, MillenniLink. And by using code CAKE, C-A-K-E, as the promo code, you will get 25% off your hiring fees now through Christmas. So just go on to their website, www.millennilink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K dot com slash contact dash us, U-S, and you will get 25% off those hiring fees. So reach out, get connected, and achieve your hiring goals now.